welcome to the Linux Cast. I'm your host, Matthew Weber. I'm joined by Ricky Williams. What up? Uh, you know, we haven't done a Linux cast in two months, Ricky. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> and this is the last one. <laughs> yeah, this is the last one of, of the year. year. Of the year. So, Don't I'm not scare sure how many guys. episodes we've done, but we've been doing this for a year and a half. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I mean, every time we talk about the uh, three cast, which started out as the Tech Weekly, that's like I've had like two houses since then. <laughs> that was two thousand nine. But yeah. the funny thing is, Ricky, is we are probably the least disciplined people in the world when it comes to podcasts because we have no schedule. We don't Yeah. I, I I mean we don't um I mean, we're pretty semi regular. We're, that's, a, that's a nice way to put it. We're semi-regular. But the thing is, <laughs> we don't stop. We're like a Energizer bunny. Yeah, we um, outlast everyone. Yeah. Um, we're going to suck right onto the edge of oblivion. <laughs> uh, right into the abyss. All right, anyways. Um, this is the Linux cast. Ricky and I are both Linux noobs for the most part. I mean, we're not like, you know, developers or anything. So we're learning Linux. At least myself, I consider myself a noob, always learning new things. And today we're going to be reviewing Elementary OS. Now, Ricky, how long did you actually use Elementary OS? I used it for a week. A week? Okay, yeah. So you probably use it for about the same amount of time that I did. Yeah. Um, now, we're not... Because this is our first time reviewing Elementary OS, we're going to focus more on the OS and, instead of like new features or whatever that were in the latest version. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're here for um, the a review of new features in elementary OS 5.0, you're going to be a little bit disappointed. Um, not that you're not going to be disappointed anyways, because um, I'm, I'm sure Ricky and I had some... Uh, Ricky and I ha- are going to have some very interesting comments about this. Um, yeah. Very it's interesting. like elementary OS, just mute it when I start talking. <laughs> yeah. Say that. Well... We gotta remember we have to put a asterisk next to Ricky's review because uh, Linux doesn't like Ricky at all, <laughs> and he always has problems. So um, we, we we have yet to discover why Linux does not like R- Ricky, and um, we haven't ruled out the, the possibility that it's actually him. Yeah, Sorry, Ricky. <laughs> it, it knows that I'm a, I'm a Mac user. Yeah. It's like, ah, yeah. oh, you poser. <laughs> I am a Linux user. I um, I still have the Windows partition on my main computer, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't been into it since uh, <clears throat> Skype started being able to record itself. Yeah, like I have no. Re- I I've actually thought about um, going through and just getting rid of that partition, putting something different on it. But I'm, yeah, my main. Partition that I use is Manjaro, and I'm not sure how uh, well that would continue to function if I changed the grub or yeah. the boot yeah. or, you know, because um, a lot of times Arch and Arch-based distros don't enjoy being second fiddle on grub. Mm. Um, so, especially especially Anergos. If if you have Anergos on your computer, you know, uh, to start with, and then you install something on a second partition, yeah. and give give that second partition. Uh, like the, the, the well, they, they usually the take over when you install it. They yeah. usually 
you know, it's grub takes over everything. Yeah, and Anergos doesn't like that. It just completely ruins the entire partition, and I'm not <laughs> sure why. I'm not sure, and, I, and I'm worried about doing that that um, for this Manjaro because I finally got this computer to a point where it's actually running without, you know, bugs. Um, yeah. So this is my, this is, I've been using my main computer, the one that I have to work on, uh, and I'm going to stop distro hopping on that one. When I want to distro hop or I'm testing something, I'll use my laptop, which is what yeah. I did for elementary OS. Um, and I do have that on there now. So um, why don't we go ahead and jump right in? I know you want to grab some lunch sure. before your lunch hour is over. Um, so uh, elementary OS is very much, um, if you install it, once you get past the Linuxiness of the install process, because it's basically a Linux install process, just like Ubuntu, um, once you've installed it, it's very much like Mac OS, um, or at least they're trying to be like Mac OS, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things. It has, you know, the plank at the bottom, which Apple would call the dock, has the top of the the bar across the, the top, although it doesn't mm-hmm. do the, the global menu like Apple does. Um, the... What's surprisingly doesn't like, do it, the uh, doesn't do the maximize minimize either. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, Which was yeah. one of the problems for me. So you can get that back. So the thing is, what's interesting, Ricky, is that Elementary OS is kind of blending the copying. They're they're kind of copying Mac OS, but they're also taking in some of the cues from GNOME. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas you know, like out of the box GNOME, you can't customize it at all. Right, you yeah. Can use the position of the maximize minimize <laughs> buttons, um, and actually in Ubuntu, I think the maximize minimize buttons aren't there either, or at least they didn't used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to get it, you have to install GNOME tweaks, um, and that's the same thing on Elementary OS. If you want to okay. get those things, you have to install Elementary tweaks. Yeah. Um, and that's actually one of the first things I do any anytime I decide I'm going to test Elementary OS is install that tweaks because I can't stand the gray theme that they've chosen. Yeah. Um, it is just really, I mean, it's like Mac OS, like, 10.1, 10.2. <laughs> I mean, um, I, they're going for the whole uh, copying Mac OS thing, mm-hmm. but uh, they, they've copied it from, like, the early 2000s. And um, in, in some places, like, the, the theme, I just don't, I just don't enjoy it. So in order to change that, there's no, there's no way to change that yeah. without installing elementary tweaks, which would, <clears throat> Which is bad because elementary tweaks I don't believe is even supported any longer by the original developer. Mm-hmm. I think it's been brought in by the community. Oh, okay. I, mm-hmm. I don't know that I necessarily tr- trust that or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do install it because I can't st- stand that theme. Um, also, as you said, the maximize minimize buttons aren't there. Um, but that's kind of like the, the uh, a secondary problem. So for, for me, there are a lot of things that I really like mm-hmm. about elementary OS. It has a lot of really good built-in applications that are different. There's, they're, they're, I mean, they're really basically just GNOME applications, mm-hmm. but they've kind of been tweaked for elementary OS, and they're all really, really good. They're excellent. Like, the, the music player is better than any other distro that I've seen. The video player, the calendar, um, they're, they're basically using Geary for mail, but they've tweaked it a little bit to make it a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, the the photo the photos app is really really good, um, so the applications that are built in are really good. It's once you get past the needing of those 
applications where you're going to run into problems because despite the fact that elementary OS is built on Ubuntu, um, the latest LTS release, I believe, um, you can't just install programs, right? So kind of like what Apple does when you first get your, get a new Mac, the app, your application install settings are set so that it can only install from the Apple Mac, the, the Mac App Store, right, Ricky? Mm-hmm. You have to go mm-hmm. into a setting and change it. Yeah, yeah, you have to change it and allow, right. like, outside. Um, the same thing is with Elementary OS. They don't want you to install applications from outside their little App Store, which is a big problem because their App Store is really little. <laughs> um, I mean, there's some good applications in there if you need those things, but if you need, you know, something else, like, say you wanted to download Albert, which is a, you know, a launcher, um, you can't do that from the applications app store. You'd have, you have to be able to install, uh, through, through like open, the OpenSUSE repository, um, or something like that. Or, um, if you wanted to install NPass, you'd have mm-hmm. to be able to install it through the terminal. And you mm-hmm. can't install the, the only things you can install through apt, through the terminal on elementary OS right out of the box are the things that are within uh, a certain very modern uh, Ubuntu repository. If you want to install anything else or a dev package or anything like that, you have to enable that feature by searching Google, finding a little, little command and then, and changing basically the way elementary OS works, which is Mm -hmm. um, now, I mean, I understand why they're doing, doing it. They want, it to be as secure as possible, and they don't think that they go out to the internet and try to find applications that aren't in their store. Mm-hmm. So I understand why they're doing it, but from a Linux user's perspective, uh, them curtailing your ability to install other applications just it, it doesn't make me a happy person. I, yeah. I, you know, I want to be able to do that right out of the box. Because I know it's a, it's based on Ubuntu. Just let me install a PPA, just like I normally want to. Because um, because right out of the box, uh, add app report repository doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. You have to enable that thing, and that's just. I mean, it's an extra step. I mean, it's not a hard step, but still, it's an extra step to get it to to where I want it to go, um, and that's not a good thing. Um, now, once I once we once you give your your review, I want to talk a little bit about. Um, why I think elementary OS is kind of like bad for Linux, mm-hmm. uh, but we can talk about that um, later. Um, okay. My, my main, my just to just wrap mine up real quick. Um, my experience with it after I get past the whole uh, walled garden of elementary OS um, <coughs> uh, experience, it was actually fairly good. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I moved past the walled garden thing where, you know, I didn't use the app store all that much. And, uh, you know, I installed my own things like, you know, Google Chrome and, uh, you know, and pass and, and, uh, Skype and things like that. Um, because I did that, I basically just made it Ubuntu. Yeah. Uh, that's basically what I did. I mean, I had to, for, <laughs> because I had installed these other things and I've changed the theme and stuff like that. I just made it look like Ubuntu with a dock. Yeah. Um, and, that kind of, I, I, for me, that defeats the purpose of using Elementary OS because then I might as well just use Ubuntu, which doesn't have, which, well, yes, it makes me jump through some hoops to tweak things, 
Um, I, um, yeah. I don't have to take an extra step of, you know, enabling the terminal functionality mm-hmm. that you do in Elementary OS. So, for me, Elementary OS is kind of pointless if you if if you are not an apps if you're coming from Mac and have never used Linux before, Elementary OS is probably really good for you because you can get into it. You're not going to get into the terminal and mess anything up because you can't do anything within the ter- terminal. Yeah. You know, in terms of installing applications and stuff. I mean, you could still, you know, erase your hard drive, but you'd have to actually go search for those commands or whatever. Yeah. Um, so if you're switching, if you're brand new from Linux, Elementary OS is a good option because it looks exactly like Mac for, for you know, you know, in terms of functionality and stuff like that. I mean, even the, like the settings menu, like the <coughs> setting app, things application mm-hmm. looks almost exactly like Mac, the, the Mac thing. I mean, it looks a little dated because of the stupid theme, but it, but if you are, if you've used Linux before, you're going to install Elementary OS and feel a little constrained. And then once you get past that initial constraint and, and, and figure out how to install the things you need to install and tweak the things you need to tweak, you're at the point where you might as well have just used Ubuntu or <laughs> another d- d- distro. I mean, you've just basically added work to make yourself use Ubuntu. Um, so that those are those are that's my uh my thoughts on it. I don't yeah. I like some things, but I don't think I'd ever use it because I might as well just use Ubuntu. Ricky, what's your thoughts? Yeah. Okay, so I wouldn't consider myself a completely new user when it comes to Linux, but I think you would be a little <clears throat> more knowledgeable than I would. So, <clears throat> approaching it from that way, I mean, it's the first time I've ever done elementary, so it's new to me. The installation was actually pretty easy. Flew through that, had no problem, which is funny because, as you know, on my laptop, so I have, like, three external drives. Each drive has a different distro, and then I have on my hard drive, on my internal, I have two distros, which I used to have Kubuntu and Ubuntu, and um so then I installed Mint over Ubuntu and then so then I was gonna do elementary and when I went into elementary I'm thinking okay so I've got two uh distros on there I don't know how it's gonna react because I didn't really wanna to at first I was thinking I would just install it over Kubuntu but then I kind of wanted it because I had already, you know, set up some stuff. So I wanted to keep it around for a little bit. But went through the installation, had no problem. It saw the other distros, installed alongside them. <clears throat> Logged in, got into it. it I love the look of it. it. It On my machine, it was actually very smooth when I booted in. Everything was very smooth. The look was very uh, clean, very clean, very nice. As you said, it looks very much like Mac, whereas I find that Mint is more like Windows. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I'm running the XCFE version. XFCE. Uh, uh, yeah, that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, so Elementary got in. Everything looked good, it was smooth, it was clean looking, so I was excited. I was like, okay, this is nice, right, because I got mint, and I decided, okay, between the two of them, I have my list of um, of 
uh, applications to install, my tweaks to do, my my uh, data to pull over. So it says whichever one I can like bust through the whole process first, that's going to be the one that's going to stay. And I thought that it was going to be elementary because when I installed Mint, it was giving me like some problems like booting up. I got some graphic glitches. It seemed kind of slow. It was just, you know, trying to theme it was a no go. Uh, as you said, as we said, it's XFCE, which is different from GNOME, um, you know, which is what I'm used to. So elementary got in there. First thing I noticed. There's no fucking minimize, maximize. I was like, okay, what is this shit? Like, took me a couple minutes to get used to it. Um, you know, I understand, you know, I talked to you and, you know, I understand they want to keep the experience prominent. So whichever window you're in, they want to keep that one prominent. But at the end of the day, I'm the user and, you know... If I'm trying to switch to something else and it's a pain in the ass, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everyone does uh, minimize, maximize. Why do, Why would you change that, right? It's like when Windows 8 kicked out the start menu. It was, it's the same thing. For years, everyone, you know, Windows did start menus. All of a sudden, boom, it's gone. You know what I mean? Um, so anyways, I ignored that. I said, okay, maybe I can get used to this. Maybe I can load up, um, you know, an extension or something and, and get that to work. Next thing, I pop in the store. Um, I'm looking around trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to install things? And the funny thing is on Mint, when you try to install a deb package, it uses, I think, gdeb. Right? Yeah, and it's the same thing in elementary, except that my Mint had no problem, right? Uh, it prompted me, I installed it, whatever, and then after that, everything installed fine. On elementary, using the same thing, I run the installer for the program, it pops up, it asks me for my password, I put it in, and then nothing happens. It's just... It dis- the window disappears, the installation window disappears. Nothing asks, you know, I don't get another pop-up asking me for my, for my password again. I don't get anything. It, it's just gone. Um, so then I was like, okay, at least if I could find it in their app store, then I could install in that way. Yeah, their app store is garbage. I couldn't find anything at all. So I was just like, okay, I can install from the site because the packager um, that's on there is garbage. It doesn't work. And I can install from their store because it just doesn't have anything. So what am I supposed to do here? You know, so I, I kicked it out. I went into Mint. But I went back to it just because we were going to do this show. I said, okay, let me give it another chance. Let me get in there, try to do some stuff. You know, like I said, I like it because it's very clean. It's very, you know, it's just very nice. It's hard to explain. But when, when I boot into it, my machine seems to like it. Like everything runs smoothly. Everything's great. 
but it's just everything for me is a hassle from installing to you know tweaking it to changing the look to, I was just like okay I, you know I've had enough of this now I can only bear so much yeah so that that is my experience on the, on elementary and like I said I'm not the newest user um, but I'm not the most uh, I'm not the most experienced either. But thinking of someone that's brand new to Linux going into that, I'm like, wow, they are in for a world of pain. You know, if they would go to something like that. I think it, I think it depends on who the person is. Like if they're technologically mm-hmm. adventurous, like if 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 they're coming to Linux because they wanna they want to uh, experiment. Like, yeah. But that's like that's the reason why both you and I came to Linux is because we wanted to be able to tweak things and yeah. And the reason why I've fallen in love with Linux is because you know themes and customizability and the and you know doing awesome things in the terminal yeah. which you 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 wouldn't do on a, on one of the major operating systems. Yeah. You know, um, if, if you're like us, you're gonna have a problem. But if you're like you know my mom or 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 yeah, you know, you know, just, an you just or uncle yeah. If, if you use it and you don't even know that you can install software that's not mm-hmm. in the store, you know you're probably gonna be fine. Um, but there's a problem there too, and that's gonna get into the the to my uh kind of rant, I guess, about why I think elementary OS is bad for Linux, mm-hmm. um, in general. Um, so first off, I wanna I wanna make like a, a disclaimer. I don't think that it's a, a bad idea to ask people to pay for software. Okay. I don't yeah, I don't I, I I think that developers deserve to get paid, even the ones that are offering open source software and offer a free version. Or even just get like Caden Live or whatever. Caden Live's mm-hmm. you know completely free. Um and they make their money through donations and organizations and things like that. Um but elementary OS is aimed at people Coming from Macintosh, or maybe even from Windows, uh, who don't know what really what Linux is all about. Um, and if you go into their app store and you want to get one of their applications, it has a price next to it. Mm-hmm. Um, now you don't have to pay that price. You can, you can get into the drop down or whatever and say, you know, zero dollars or whatever. You know, there's an extra step that you can, you know, say not pay. I mean, most people want to download things. I mean, if you come to come to come to Linux, chances are you're not going to automatically just pay for pay for things. Um, yeah. um, my problem isn't that they're asking money; it's the problem is that it it, it it seems like they're tricking the new users who won't know that there's a drop down option to mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. it for free. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, if there were two buttons or whatever, one says you know two ninety nine, one says free, or whatever. And it gave you you both options. You know, was right up front and said, you know, you can get this out applica- application for free. You don't have to give the money, but it's nice to, you know, don't. If they called it a donation, which is basically what it is, yeah. Um, um, I, I wouldn't have a problem. It, it just seems a little shady to me, um, that they've buried the option to get it for free. Now, I, I, like I said, I understand that, uh. You know, free software isn't doesn't doesn't necessarily mean free as in beer. You know, um, and, and that developers deserve to get paid. I just it, it's the duplicity of it that bothers me just a bit. Yeah, um, it's the way they they're going about it. Yeah, the other thing, 
I mean, and, and that's not even a really big deal because they're not the only ones that do it. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that I don't think the elementary is 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 um they're not the big problem, you know, in, in terms of that. The big problem I have mm-hmm. is this: is because they're emulating Apple and so I mean, Ricky, you're you're an Apple fanboy and you always have been as long as I've, I mean, I've known you for <laughs> I, I've known you for like eleven years. We started on Tip Beam together for Christ's yep. sake. I mean, it was the iPhone blog. It was right in the title. Um, uh. Apple has a walled garden. I mean, we can both agree, agree on that. You get in, mm-hmm. it's hard to, I mean, you can't tape your applications mm-hmm. elsewhere. You, you can, um, uh, it, it's basically, if, if you download like TweetBot for your iPhone, that's on your iPhone. I mean, you can install it as many times on Apple devices as you want, but you're never going to be able to go through and get that on Android because it's, yeah. it's not there. You know, um, an elementary OS is kind of emulating that and that bothers me a lot. Mm-hmm. So they've created this app store and they, and they make beautiful apps and they've give, they've created tools to allow developers to also make beautiful apps mm-hmm. um, to sell in their store or give away in their store. Um, but the to, for me the best thing about Linux itself is not only do you have the choices but pretty much any application you want can run across any distro you want. Yeah. Because it's all running on the same kernel. That's what makes actually what makes Linux work. Because if they weren't all cross compatible, mm-hmm. we'd have all these little bitty distros or whatever that had their own little applications or whatever, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. none of them would have like say you wanted to use Kden Live, you might have to use KDE because it's, yeah. you know it's KDE. You wouldn't be able to download Kden Live on you know Ubuntu or um, or on Debian or whatever. Yeah. Um, the, the the thing that makes Linux function is that applications are available everywhere, whether you pay for them or they're free or whatever. Mm-hmm. If, if if it was written for Linux, for the most part, it can be it can at least be compiled on whatever distro you want. Um, yeah. And most modern distros make it really easy through package management systems to install those programs, um, whether it's theyuar, apt, or or um, mm-hmm. rpm rpm files or whatever. Um, but because Elementary is doing this the way they're doing it and uh, asking developers to develop for their basically proprietary app store. Mm-hmm. There are developers who are developing just for that. So the uh, one, the one example I have, and I'm sure there are others, is is a is a Twitter client. I can't remember what it's like Kapari, Kapiri, something like that. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what the name is, but they used to create a Twitter client. They worked across all of Linux. Yeah. And they no longer do that. Now they create it just for elementary OS. Yeah. Um, and that means that, you know, I really, I, I mean, it looks really good. It looks like a really good uh, thing. I, if you want to use that on Ubuntu, you can't install it because it's only available <laughs> within that store. Um, and there are several applications that are just like that because Elementary OS wants you to be able to only get those things through that store. It's exactly what Apple does. Um, now, uh, it, because the Mac and the is bigger, and then Windows is way bigger on top of that, mm-hmm. and like same thing with iOS and Android. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, developers will go through and they'll make their iOS version, which lives in Apple's Wall Garden, and then they'll make another version for iOS or for Android or Windows or whatever. Yeah. Um, but there are also those um, companies that don't, like the one. Twi- twi- 
Tweetbot or mm-hmm. uh, OmniFocus or you know mm-hmm. a PDF Pen. Those those yeah. those applications that are only on Macintosh because that's the only place yeah. the developer will, will develop for. Um, and that's Elementary OS is creating a situation exactly like that, but only but using the free software that uh, you know that we, we've we've all come to care for. And, and like I said, that really bothers me, and it, it worries me because what if because what if Canonical decides to do this? What yeah. if they decided that they wanted to go through and make it so that Snaps only worked on Ubuntu? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I mean, Snaps are a really good idea, and, and it's basically like a universal package manager. It will allow you to easily install the 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 application and all of its dependencies in one one line, and it's really easy. But if they decided they wanted to create their own walled garden and make it so that Snaps or whatever, you know, a new form format of it was, would only work on Ubuntu, I mean, that's just kind of scary. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean it's, it, it would mean it would mean less applications for people who want to use other distributions like, you know, Arch or um, Solus or whatever. And that's, like I said, it's just, it's just a little worrying. Now, I don't think... In terms of scale, Elementarios is so small, mm-hmm. it's not affecting the greater Linux world. But if it continues to grow and continues to to attract developers who will only develop for yeah. Elementary OS, that, mean, that means there are fewer developers out there that will develop for the broader range of Linux yeah. distributions. And yeah, plus it I matters mean, if those developers start making money, then that's going to attract more developers. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, over to that. yeah, I mean, that, that's a good, that's a good point, Rick. I mean, because elementary OS, elementary OS goes through and, and, uh, autumn, you know, lets you put a price next to your, your application, mm-hmm. even though, it, you know, it's still offered for free, you know, through a drop down, um, they're going to end up making more money there because the donation button basically is right up front. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, and you're right, that's going to draw more and more people in. Or more and more developers, and and like I said, that's gonna. I mean, I don't. Yeah, it's Maybe the way I'm looking at it is too paranoid or too doomsdayish, but it could happen to the point where more and more of the developers who actually, you know, are actively developing like mm-hmm. new, new and exciting applications choose Elementary OS instead of choosing Linux. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's it's all. Because one builds on the other, right? So, like you said, right now, elementary is pretty small if you look at the whole thing. But then, like we said, if, you know, the developers who develop only for elementary start making money, that brings other developers. And if other developers come and they make really good apps, that brings more um, more focus to elementary, which means elementary gets bigger. Right, so they all build on each other. Yeah, and, and uh, normally I want, I'm all for Linux distributions that focus on design and things like that. Like I, I, I tried Deepin, and Deepin is the most mm-hmm. gorgeous uh, desktop environment slash uh, distro that you'll ever use. I mean, it's it's just gorgeous. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so pretty. Um, and, I mean, and it has other problems. So I mean, I I like I like distributions that, you know, can go through and focus on design and, and entice developers to design, you know, really good applications. But the problem is by force, by asking developers to do that, they're also 
preventing those developers from also doing it for uh, you know other other, other yeah. um, distri- distributions. And yeah. um, I, I I don't think it'd be a big as big a problem, Ricky, is if the developers created you know for elementary OS and then just. I mean, it's still Ubuntu yeah, underneath the, it, so they can, for, for the they can still distro. release it on their website or through a dev yeah. package or whatever, and it would just work on, you know, other things. But yep. I, from from my experience, you know, which is minimal, I'll admit, um, the the few applications that I saw that were developed specifically for Elementary OS were only available on Elementary OS, and that's mm-hmm. that's not really okay with me. Yeah. And that's why I won't. That, that's why I'm not given money to Elementary OS, despite the fact that I, you know, enjoy the look of it. You know, I'll, I'll continue to to donate to KDE or whatever that's a little mm-hmm. bit more open or Ubuntu. So, mm-hmm. um, anyways, that's my uh, that's my rant for the day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, um, let's wrap this up. Um, Ricky, do you have an app of the week for us? Um, I would probably have to go with an old one, um, which is Veracrypt. I just, I love Veracrypt. Um, you know, a friend of mine we were talking about because now, um, you know, uh, Flickr used to give out a terabyte of space for free on free, free accounts. And now, of course, they've switched, so... You know, it's a thousand pictures, and I think in February uh, they're going to start deleting all the pictures that whoever has to bring it down to a thousand. Um, you know, so we were talking, and he was saying that, um, you know, he he uses external drives for his pictures. Um, his problem is that if he has the externals, um, he'd like encryption on it because then... You know, you're talking about four terabytes if he's walking around with it in his camera bag and, you know, someone takes off with the camera bag or whatever, he'd like to have it all locked, right? And so that's when I I told him about it. So I I always go back to it because it's just easy to use, multi-platform. It's, yeah, it's just a great app. Um. So kind of along similar lines, um, I don't know if I've already talked about this before on the show or not, but um, Dropbox earlier this year decided that they weren't going to support Linux drives with encryption on it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so if you, you basically, if you wanted a cloud storage that was native to Linux, Dropbox was mm-hmm. pretty much your only option for a long yeah. time. Um, yeah. And then they made this change where you can't install Dropbox on a d- drive that has encryption on it, in which... Everybody, I mean, a lot of people use encryption, right, on their yeah. main root folder. Um, so I had to find a, a, a different solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and my solution, my I found uh, a, a, an app called pCloud, just the letter P and then cloud. Okay. Um, and like 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 everything else, it has. A, I use the free the free uh, the the free the free plan, which you get ten gigabytes, you know, to stores. Um, it's very much Ricky. You remember iDrive or i? Yep. Yeah, from Apple. Basically, yep. it was just it was like a drive mounted, but it was actually like in the cloud. Yeah, um, th- this is basically that. Um, okay. it, it mounts to your computer, looks like a regular hard drive, but it's in the cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, you get ten gigabytes, or you can get one or two terabytes for a certain amount of money. They also have like mm-hmm. a lifetime plan, which is like four hundred bucks for mm-hmm. like two gigabyte, two terabytes for 
the entire life of your plan for like 99 years or whatever. Um, I, I haven't got to that point where I need that yet, but I probably eventually get that. And it's been, mm-hmm. it's been, um, it's been very steady and it's native to Linux. Um, the only downside is it doesn't offer encryption itself. Um, yeah. So if you want client side encryption, you have to pay a little bit more. Um, yeah. but it was just a minuscule amount, so it wasn't too bad. Um, but, um, uh, and, and not only is it available for Linux, but it's available for Windows, Macintosh, oh, okay. iOS, nice. Android. So it's all over yeah, the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's native everywhere. I mean, it uses Electron on mm-hmm. um, on Linux, but mm-hmm. I, I can't really tell the difference. So it's, it, it's pretty fine, and that's what I've been using. So Dropbox is gone. I've, I haven't deleted my account because I still have some stuff in there, but I've stopped yeah. paying for it. Um, same thing with OneDrive. I just, I'm okay with uh, with pCloud. Anyways, that is yeah. it. Uh, that is... Uh, those are our bad picks. Take a look at that. Yeah, we're we're not gonna do uh, um, commands of the week this this week just because uh, I don't have one and I don't think Ricky has one either. We, <laughs> we, we can we can talk about that the next time. Um, that is it for us this year. This time that's all that is that is it for us this year. Happy um, holidays. Yeah, when we come back, yeah, it will be 2019, Ricky, and we'll I be older. Um, <laughs> it's just. Uh, hard to believe. Anyways, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so. Uh, at the LinuxCast is us on Twitter. I'm at MTWB on Twitter. Also on Mastodon, but I've never been to Mastodon after I set up the account, so there's nothing there. Ricky, Ricky underscore Williams1 on Twitter. Um, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the LinuxCast. You can also email us at email at the LinuxCast.com. Um, now, the way I just want to, just real quick, I want to make a, a statement based on how uh, these things are going to be posted. Now, uh, iTunes now allows you to do seasons. Oh, and nice! Because it a lot because I usually do these things in batches. So like, th- there's been a quite a, a space between us going through it and putting a thing on uh, an episode mm-hmm. on on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to release these in seasons. So this right here was the end of season two. Oh, nice. <laughs> so we're 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 kind of starting in the middle, but I don't <laughs> care. Um, when, when we come back in January, we'll be starting. Season three, episode one, and I don't know how many episodes there will be per season. It doesn't. That's not. I'm not that organized. Don't ask yeah. me. I don't know. Um, I've never been that organized, and I'm surprised I haven't changed the name of this yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know, Ricky. I know you. You think so little <laughs> of me. Um, but I like the Linux guys. Anyways, so anyways, we'll be doing this in seasons. The reason why I mention this is because because. Obviously, before now, before I made this decision, the episodes before now won't be properly labeled. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try to go back through and label them on the website, but I don't know if that will propagate to like iTunes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it won't be mentioned in those episodes. Yeah, um, like this is season two, episode five, or whatever. Yeah, it isn't going to be in that episode because I'm not going to go through and re-edit the. the, the yeah, no, that uh, was so. This it's just not going to happen. Um, but from now on. We'll uh we'll tr- I'll, each we'll post will have the that. season so yeah that's just a little change that way uh that way we can take little hiatuses in between yeah. seasons um yeah. and that'll be nice anyways that is it for us we'll see you in 2019 see you people.